I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. Nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, and welcome to an all-new Nerd Alert. Uh, it's been a while, but the whole team is back together, so we're going to waste no time getting to today's topic. I'm Obi-John Kenobi, your host. Joining me is my right-hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Talk Nerdy to Me Network, the sole and only host of the coolest, fastest-growing show on this network, House Rules. Ladies and gentlemen, Commander Scott. So, uh, you know how I love nerd tidbits and facts and stuff, right? You are a huge fan of nerd factoids, yeah. I am. I am. Speaking of factoids, that's actually the thing that I have this week, is I have a factoid. Ooh. Ooh. An actual factoid an or an actual, incorrect factoid? An actual okay. factoid. And anybody who's listened to the show will know what an actual factoid is. So, or not remember. So so anyway, uh, I have the factoid uh, that uh, so patient zero. If I say patient zero to you, what what is what is what does that conjure? In, in, uh, zombies, uh, a horror movie. Zombie horror movie. Okay, but more mundane, like um, like more medical. The first yeah, patient, more, more to have the, yeah, the first person first that got the whatever. Exactly, the, the first patient that got whatever. Actually, that is a factoid. The fact that the oh. first patient that gets a new virus or disease is called patient zero is not correct. Oh. The actual term for the first patient that is diagnosed with a new illness or disease or infection or whatever is actually the index patient. That is medically what they are known as. The reason we get patient zero is... Um, so for a long time, there was a flight attendant named, uh, Gaten Dugas, Dugas. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. Um, who was falsely, somewhat falsely attributed as the first person, the first person to get HIV. He was a flight attendant and spread it to the United States. He, he, they, they, he, they thought he was the source of the U S outbreak, uh, for HIV. Uh, back okay. Then. Okay. Uh, this, of course, has been corrected. There's a new, there's a new stubbly, uh, stubbly study and um, uh, 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 everything which was published in the Journal of Nature, which which uh, corrected the thing. But uh, originally, it was a typographical mistake. Uh, so through a labeling error on Dugas's case file, he was originally labeled as patient O. 
because he came from outside the uh, outside of California, outside the United States. But the typo categorized him as patient zero. And that's where we get that from, because movies and Hollywood and TV over the years have picked up on that. And they just started using patient zero because he got reported as, hey, if this, this flight attendant is the one that brought it to the United States, he is identified as patient zero. But no, he was supposed to be patient O, which would categorize him as outside of California or outside the United States. And it was just a it was it was it was a typo. So the first, I will say this: Patient Zero sounds a lot cooler than Index Patient. Pa- patient Zero sounds a lot cooler, but but uh, uh, the the correct term for the first patient to receive a new illness or disease or infection is the Index Patient. Uh, but you are correct: Patient Zero sounds cool. All righty, cheers. Filling out this trio, joining us from somewhere in time and space, usually via a DeLorean. Ladies and gentlemen, the doc. Getting thrown out of baseball was like having part of me amputated. I've heard that old men wake up and scratch itchy legs that have been dust for over 50 years. That was me. I'd wake up at night with the smell of the ballpark in my nose, the cool of the grass on my feet. Huh? Yeah? Was was that Field of Dreams? Yes. Hi! Oh! Okay, I'm like Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah. Took me a minute. I'm like, why does that have anything to do with what we're talking about? It took me a minute. I completely, I was, I was focusing on the lead, not the, yeah, yes, because that's that's Costner reading a quote from Ray Liotta. No, that is Ray Liotta as Shoeless oh, okay. Joe when he first meets um, okay. Kevin Costner's character. I have to rewatch that movie. Ugh. Well, I just watched it recently, so. Well, yeah, right. but you live I watched it at the end of the school year, yeah. You live in uh, Iowa. Aren't you required by, like, state ordinance to watch it yearly, annually? Yeah, they yes. issue you a copy uh, when you move in the state. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, if you're born in the state of Iowa, in your right hand, they give you a copy of the Field of Dreams, and in the left hand, they give you a beer. Um, wow. And you're good to go. Again, uh, when you move to state, uh, when when you get an address, they they give you a copy. Ours is a dusty old VHS, but we still have it. Yeah. You get a a download code? I don't know. Yeah. Just like if you move to New York, they issue you a copy of Ghostbusters. It's it's a thing. (laughs) Well, today's topic... Uh, it, it's it's going to be a little bittersweet. Uh, we're going to be paying uh, homage, paying honor, paying tribute to a couple of amazing actors who are sadly no longer with us. Um, we're doing two and one. Uh, these these deaths happen fairly uh, uh, quickly, and um, we're just going to do them all uh, all at once. So we will start with we've already kind of started with um, Ray Liotta. Uh, amazing actor passed away uh, May 26th of this year, which uh, at the time of this recording is 2022. Um, so we are going to take a minute and we're going to talk about uh, our favorite Ray Liotta projects, pictures, TV shows, whatever. Um, Jay, you've already kind of got the ball rolling. So why don't we jump to you? Well, the, the first time I ever saw Ray Liotta was in the movie. Like we said, 
when you're from Iowa, it is basically required viewing. Um, it's probably the most famous movie filmed in Iowa. Uh, I mean, there's been others, but I was, was going to say, isn't it the only movie that's been filmed in Iowa? No, I'm no, sure there, we could find something. There have been others. Um, one, for example, is the movie Fist with Sylvester Stallone was filmed in Dubuque. Um, but anyway, uh, Field think, of Dreams. What's that? I, I was going to say, I think I saw the Pornhub version of that. Probably. Probably. Stop it's, getting uh, Jay off topic. <laughs> it's an interesting one. Anyway, um, the first time I saw him was as Shoeless Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Uh, and then I remember, like, that's the only thing I knew him from. And I'd, I have seen him in other things. And then I remember the first time I saw Goodfellas. I was like, oh, shit, that's Shoeless Joe Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah. Well, look, the, look, to me, Ray Liotta will always be Shoeless Joe. Yeah, but look at his IMDb. So he did Field of Dreams in '89, and then Goodfellas in '90. So yeah, he was it was it was straight off of one, straight into the other one. Yes, uh, and everything. And and I think to be fair, uh, pretty much everybody is going to know Ray Liotta from Goodfellas. That's his kind of his. Yeah, that's his claim to fame, and yeah, and with good reason. Cool. It's it's yeah. a fantastic movie he's great in the movie um in my opinion it's good it's i i look think goodfellas the same way i think of um when harry met sally and let me explain that when harry met sally yeah. is the perfect romantic comedy perfected the genre stop making them it's done no one's gonna yep. top it nope. goodfellas to me is that for gangster movies stop you're done uh, I know Scorsese keeps doing it over and over and over again, uh, but no, you, you, you're done. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with Scorsese doing it over and over and over again with the same actors. It, it mm -hmm. doesn't bother me at all. I'll watch Scorsese direct those actors in the same. <laughs> Should movie. we cast a younger actor? No, I'll just nope. de-age De Niro. It's fine. I'll just de-age De Niro. Um, going, I, I know we're off topic a little bit, but one of my favorite uh, behind the scenes thing with uh, uh, the Irishman talking about mm -hmm. that because Scorsese was using the de-aging stuff. Was apparently he kept he kept fussing at his actors because when they were playing the younger versions of their characters, they weren't like standing up fast enough. They were still standing up like old men. <laughs> it's like, remember, you're 30 here. He's like, yes, but I'm late 60s now. <laughs> uh, he loves to shit on Marvel movies until they give him de-aging technology and he can keep putting De Niro and everything. Anyway, side topic. Back to where we're at. Goodfellas. Anyway. Perfect gangster movie, uh, uh, and and Ray Liotta headlines it. So okay. of course it's it's the thing he's going to be known for. Yeah, uh, no hate on that. But yeah, Jay, yeah. feel the dream. He's not a big role, but man, is it important? Well, so I was looking at I was looking at his IMDb page here because I was trying to remember other than those two movies if there was anything I'd actually seen him in. You know, <laughs> um, because I, I'll be honest, he's got a crap ton of IMDb credits, and I've not seen. I've not seen like m the lion's share of them. Like I just haven't seen them. He had a very, very, uh, um, varied career. I mean, yeah. the man made movies with Uwe Boll and Martin Scorsese. And if that doesn't give you like <laughs> both sides of the gamut of filming, I don't know what does. Well, so, but there's one here that caught my eye that I've never seen. It's a short, apparently it's only three minutes. 
Field of Dreams 2. The Lockout? Lockout. Yeah, I don't know. A small town Iowa farmer who, fed up with the NFL lockout, decides to build his own football field after hearing a voice, uh, after hearing voice instructions from beyond. So the Iowa farmer in question is played by Taylor Lautner of um, uh, uh, Twilight. Uh, sparkly, yeah, Sparkly Vampire movie fame. Um and then a bunch of people I really don't know as other people, but Ray Liotta is in it as Roger Goodell. I don't know who that is. He's and, the commissioner of the NFL. Okay. And Thank you, Kevin, <laughs> And Kevin Costner is in it as the Iowa farmer's dad. Huh. I'm like, I, I don't, I, I don't know why this was made. I'm pretty sure it was made by the NFL during the lockdown as like a it's like a extended commercial. I mean, yeah, it's, once again, it's only three minutes and yeah. it's got some big names in it. So whoever made it had some clout to throw around. It was one of those. Here's the 30 second version for the full version. Go to our website kind of deals. Yeah, it, it had a budget of twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> they threw 20 grand at it. <laughs> for a runtime of three minutes. Uh here's the one that here's the one that's surprising to me because like he's the only part of this movie that I remember um and that's the movie Turbulence (laughs) Turbulence? I don't know Turbulence oh yeah it's like a slasher movie like slasher psycho killer on an airplane type movie wow and like Ray Liotta is the bad guy it's not (laughs) good it is not good. It's got the um, God. I I was just looking at her. I remembered her from something. I was just looking at that movie. Yeah. Uh, what is her name? Well, Lauren Holly. Is that Lauren the girl Holly from Picket, Picket Fences and NCIS? Is from Picket Fences. She's in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Lauren Holly. She played the deputy. Samsonite. Right, seeing yeah. I was way played, off. Yeah, the the main love interest lady in in Dumb and Dumb Dumber, and she played the director of NCIS in the first two or three seasons of NCIS. Yeah, uh, that interestingly enough, she is in another movie with Ray Liotta called Chasing Three Thousand. Boy, you'd start digging into. Yeah, well, let me pull up a gem for you. Let me pull up a gem for you, because uh, Jay, when I yeah. think Ray Liotta. I think of one movie like you, but it's it's not the one most people think of because most people probably haven't seen this one. Made in 1994 from director Martin Campbell, the guy that go on to do uh, Legend of Zorro and GoldenEye and uh, Casino Royale. Produced by Gail Ann Hurd. If that name sounds familiar, that the ex-wife slash producing partner of James Cameron who made Terminator and Aliens. Co-starring Lance Henriksen, and Ernie Hudson, uh, also Stuart Wilson, who's the bad guy from Zorro, uh, as, as the villain who I swear played a bad guy on Star Trek, but I couldn't figure out where. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait what's his name? Stuart Wilson. He's the bad guy from uh, Legend of Zorro. I just remember him wearing Klingon ridges for some reason. Yeah. I might be making it up. I don't know. Uh, anyway, science fiction action movie about prisoners on an island that they can't escape from, appropriately titled No Escape. Uh, And the only reason I remember this movie is because 
I tried to rent it once. So it was back in the day, you'd rent a movie, you know, and you'd get like the trailers for other movies coming out before your movie would start. And I saw a trailer for this because it had a theatrical release, but somehow I missed it. So I saw this trailer. I was like, oh, that looks cool. And it's got it's got Winston Zedmore in it. So I better watch this movie. And then next time we go to the video store, there's no escape on the shelf. So I grab it and I bring it home. And we're about to watch it and I pop it in and VCR eats the tape. <laughs> So take it back and then, you know, so apologize to the video store and then, yeah, no problem, whatever. And they, they never replaced that copy of the tape. So it must not have been a big money maker. They never bought a new copy. Fast forward several years later, I'm in Iowa and the Blockbuster I'm going to, uh, this is when we first moved there that first summer. And all I did was go to work and go to Blockbuster. Um, cause Blockbuster wouldn't hire me. They would have saved me a couple of trips. Uh, and there's no escape. So I finally saw it in like summer of 2001. It's not great, uh, but it's a fun kind of goofy, very 90s action movie. It's sort of like if Escape from New York and Mad Max had a weird mutant baby. Um, it, it's this prison colony on an island where the the uh, warden who's running it is it's like a private prison. So he runs it for his own amusement. And there's there's a, a camp of bad guys and a camp of good guys on the island, and the bad guys are full on Mad Max barbarian warriors, and the the good guys are like you know trying to be farmers and whatnot, and a whole battle happens. It's it's a big thing, but uh, that's the movie I default to with Ray Liotta, and I'm not sure why. I saw him in other stuff before that. I've seen him in things since then. He's better in a lot of them. Those movies are a lot better, but for whatever reason, no escape. It pops out in my head. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the cast for that movie right now. It's a great it, cast. It's got the the dude from Star Trek who's like, this space station is blah, 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 with the huge sideburns. What? Uh, Don Henderson. Don, uh, I can't find Stuart Wilson in Star Trek at all. Uh, it's entirely yeah. possible. I'm, 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 I am imagining that, Scott. So which one are you talking about, Jay? Don Henderson plays the guy named Killian. Yeah. His IMDb picture is literally him from A New Hope. That, oh, that's Star Wars. You said Star Trek. Oh, I'm sorry. Star Wars. My uh, God. Sorry. My, my hopes bad. Up that there's a Trek actor in this movie. I swear. <laughs> sorry. We're two for two. We'll get you on this last one. Sorry. Uh, it also I meant, has uh, I Star Wars. Yeah. Sorry. It's also got, I forget the actor's name, uh, Benny from The Me is in it. Uh, Love Benny. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm trying to find a copy because apparently it's not been released on Blu-ray um, in the U.S. So, uh, uh, but if you can find it, it it's a fun, um, you know, Kevin very Dillon. 90s. Sure, Kevin Kevin Dillon. Oh, I don't know Kevin Dillon. He looks like is yeah, he related to Matt man. Dillon? Yeah. He went on to be on Entourage. Uh, uh, Okay. Yeah, there's a great buddy cop movie with him and Sylvester Stallone's brother. Nice. Frank Stallone. Frank Stallone. Thank you. I can't remember his name. Yeah. (laughs) Is it called um, Rango and Dash? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it is now. (laughs) They're going to remake it with Liam Hemsworth and uh, Uh, Luke Owens. Luke Owens. <laughs> oh, 
I'm 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 jiggy with it. That's fine. <laughs> Rango and Dash. So oh, yeah, I know that one. Anyway, okay. no escape from '94. That's my fault, Ray Liotta movie, because I'm weird. So, so I'm I'm going through. So once again, when it comes to Ray Liotta stuff and things that I've seen, of course, uh, I, I've seen um, Field of Dreams. I've seen um, um, Goodfellas. That, Goodfellas. Thank you that no one can remember. You know and stuff. Um, there's one. So I remember him vaguely, and I saw this movie way back when. But my brain has blanked out most of it. Uh, Operation Dumbo, Dumbo Drop. <laughs> like, like I think that's the only other movie that Ray Liotta's in I've actually seen. But I don't. What remember a weird it. movie! I don't remember most of it. But yes, Operation Dumbo Drop. He's in that. But I'm looking Disney, at his name. Sorry, Disney's Vietnam Epic. Operation yes. Dumbo Drop. Yes. It's like, what if D and D What if Disney did Air America? Operation Dumbo Drop. Yeah. More Danny uh, Glover. Isn't that based on a true story? Like loosely? Based uh, on true yes. Story? I think based on is, is the key part there. Yeah. It's like there was a concept. There's something. Yeah. Well, like, yeah I think the, uh, the notion of the military getting an elephant for this village did happen. I don't know about the whole like air dropping it thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but also looking through his IMDb page here, I cannot find uh, the movie Thief. Thief was the next actor we're talking about. Oh, it wasn't Ray Liotta. No. Oh well, no wonder I can't. Um, yeah. IMDb page. I do have one more Ray Liotta movie to talk about if if we're just strolling through IMDb. Well, well, real real quick, John, I just yeah. want to throw this yeah. out there. I'm watching. <laughs> Right now, the trailer for No Escape is playing on IMDb. <laughs> uh, it's the um, the mayor from Godzilla is in this yes. movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like he's the he's I'm, the evil warden. Yeah, I'm just watching it. It's the 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 main bad guy has a very like Klingon vibe to him. I swear to God, I thought he was in Star Trek. I could be wrong, but I swear to God, I thought he was like a Klingon somewhere. I, I can't find him, but I'll keep I, I'll keep I'll keep looking. You keep on. He's it. he's got that vibe. I mean, I can see why. Maybe it's would... just his outfit in that movie. With the, he's got like uh, pierced, uh, uh, like the bridge yeah. of his nose is pierced, and he has a uh, towards the end, he's got like a uh, uh, shiny armor, kind of Klingon. Kling, kling, <clears throat> Klingon ish. There we go. That's a word to use in casual English. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, Ray Liotta, uh, my other film besides Goodfellas, uh, the default to, and this one's kind of a weird one, uh, but it's one that I absolutely love because it's kind of a forgotten gem. Uh, everyone who's in the movie's gone on to do bigger, uh, uh, more you know, well-known stuff, and this one kind of falls by the wayside. Um, direct, written and directed by James Mangold, who went on to do um, Walk the Line, Logan, uh, Ford v. Ferrari. Great filmmaker. Um, from 1997, I'm just going to read the cast out to you, okay? Robert De Niro, Harvey Keitel, Robert Patrick, yes, the T-1000, Michael what? Rapoport, Janine Garofalo, Sylvester Stallone, Copland from 1997. Oh, He's in Copland? He's in Copland. He's Figsy. He's the best friend buddy to Stallone's Shit. character. Wow, I forgot about it. Copland is a great movie. Great movie. It, uh, to sum it up, Sylvester Stallone is a small town sheriff. He just happens to be the small town sheriff of the small town populated mostly by cops from New York. The town is across the river in Jersey. 
Uh, it has an actual name, but everyone refers to it as just Copland because everyone goes there as a cop. Uh, so he's literally the sheriff of Copland. Uh, yeah. But some bad things happen in the city, and that spills over into his quiet small town. And it's a great, yeah. I hesitate to call it a gangster movie, but it's a great oh. crime movie. Yeah. Uh, and it, at the time, it was Stallone's kind of comeback movie of uh, he gained like 50 pounds. And I don't mean of muscle. I just mean 50 pounds of just gut uh, to play this disheveled small town sheriff. It was Stallone trying to show he could still act and not just be the action star. Um, so he surrounded himself with these amazing actors and for the most part holds his own. Yeah. He has scenes with everyone. Every name I just read has scenes with, and he does a great job in this. Yes. Book. Yes, he does. Well, but Ray Liotta plays his, his best friend. Who's a, uh, the, the New York cop who uh, um, is into some bad things, but still kind of has a conscience. Yeah. Uh, funny, funnily enough, the two of them initially wanted the other's role. <laughs> when they were making and, and I don't know how they settled on what they did, but yeah, when they when first approached, they both were interested in the role the other one ended up with. Yeah. Uh, uh, a highly underrated movie. Like, like it, I said, it's 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 yeah. kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. It, it has. It really is. It's a really great movie. And, and I agree with you. I wouldn't call it a gangster movie. Yeah. Um but just a little bit of that in, in some it, of the yeah. plot later on, but it, it's yeah. not the driving force. Yeah, no, because you you've got that that whole kind of conspiracy like like at the beginning of the film, like one thing I love about the, this movie is is um, uh, Sylvester Stallone's character arc, mm-hmm. because he's he's this guy who's who very much wanted to be a part of that world, yep. because you know because he, he, he couldn't he couldn't cut it and stuff like originally that that's why he's the sheriff of Cop Town. Well, he there's the thing that happens he has an injury he's deaf yeah. in his right oh, ear or left ear and because right. of that he could yeah. not be on the force yes but so so going into this like he knows them all and he kind of knows what's going on but at, at his core he's still a good person so once he starts kind of uncovering the conspiracy he's like he he's stuck between a rock and the hard place you know the he, third he, act gets yeah. very much into um high noon territory of he's the only good man left in town. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of circle the wagons kind of deal. Great. Again, if you've never seen it, it's a great movie. If you're a fan of stuff like American gangster or Goodfellas, um, cause again, not really a mafia movie, but definitely a crime movie. Yes. Um, but again, an amazing cast. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's very good. Um, so another thing that that, that I want to I want to uh, touch base on with with Ray mm-hmm. Liotta here mm-hmm. that that was very good, um, and he wasn't actually seen on screen with it, but I love it because he narrates it. Uh, is there was a TV series like miniseries documentary, and, and and I say miniseries documentary because it's a documentary, but like there's no historical footage; everything is dramatized, you know. Okay. Uh, called the making of the mob. Ooh. which uh, he did eight episodes. He did the first season. He narrated the first season, which covers basically the beginnings of the, the, the mafia in, in the United States pre-World War II, through World War II, and the creating of the commission, you know, by uh, uh, Lucky Luciano uh, and everything in 2015. Um, and his voice... Like you go to season two and he's not the narrator in season two and it's not like it only went, it only went two seasons and I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it it never made it past season two because Ray Liotta was not in season two. 
Like, like have, it's a good, yeah. Sorry. It's a good reason not to make it. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like I'm pretty sure his his narration and hearing that voice, it's it's like a warm blanket when you have the mafia, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm funny? How am I funny? Funny now. now Sorry, that's a whole different Joe Pesci. That's a whole different I know. I was just, it just thing. popped into my head, though. But see, and, and, and so I was about ready to say um, that I would really love to see the, the Sopranos just narrated by Ray Liotta, because that was like, the Sopranos even that much more awesome. But he was in the Sopranos um, in that he did, uh, he played the father of and the uncle of Dickie Moltisanti. In uh, the uh, the Sopranos movie here recently, the prequel movie, The Many Saints of Newark. Um, so he did make it. He did make an appearance in in the Sopranos universe. Um, but if you go back to the actual Sopranos series, and, and you had you know uh, Ray Liotta narrating that series, that that's the only way that series could be just that much better, in my opinion, because you have that warm mafia blanket. Having never watched an episode of Sopranos, I agree with you, Scott. <laughs> because Ray Liotta makes everything better. He does. I do. I do want to say too that he had a very wide range. Yeah, he dude. did. <laughs> like he just wasn't known for one thing, you know. Like I think we've proved that. Yeah, and again, yeah. The, the guy's career—he went from working with you know Scorsese on Goodfellas. Which is, you know, arguably one of the greatest movies ever made. And I'm not joking. The man made a movie with Uwe Boll, the man notorious for making the worst shit movies on the planet. Uh, he did uh, called In the Name of the King, uh, which is, I think, based on some kind of like D and D ripoff thing. Uh, it, it's terrible. It's bad. It's really bad. But sometimes you just take a movie for the paycheck and uh, you get to go shoot somewhere exotic. So. Uh, which funnily enough, that that's why Ernie Hudson did No Escape is uh, oh hey we're gonna shoot in Australia and I can bring my family with sure I'll be in this movie so there you go I agree uh, all right then let's uh, hard transition because um, we have another actor we want to kind of uh, reminisce and and give some love to uh, who who passed away recently uh, and you know someone totally different uh, 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 <laughs> We're definitely not going to be saying a lot of the same things at all about this person because um, they never did any kind of gangster movie, uh, at least none I can think of. He did not. I will. I will argue that he did no no mafia movies. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the late great James Con uh, or Jimmy Con, as they keep referring to him in uh, my new obsession, The Offer. Um, thanks for that, uh, Scott. Yeah, The Offer is great, isn't it? It is. Uh, every time that every time I hear, yeah, I said, get Jimmy Conn. I'm like, it takes me a second to remember who they're talking about, and then I laugh. Uh, but yes, James Conn sadly passed away uh, July 6th of this year, um, and we want to talk about some of the things we loved about James Conn. Um, <clears throat> I first want to point out something I did not realize until I was doing research for this episode. Um, before making it big in movies, and then even kind of after making it big in movies, James Conn was never above going back to TV. Uh, this man has been in so many freaking TV shows in, in his career going all the way back to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to name drop. I'm just going to name drop and then do a mic drop untouchables combat, the Alfred Hitchcock hour yep. wagon train, 
Get Smart, which Holy blew shit. both me and Scott away. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, did, how did we miss episodes? Uh, and then, of course, uh, one of the films you're, you kind of have to go to it was a made-for-TV movie, so I still count it as TV. Uh, Brian's Song. Uh, one of the, the, the oh, yeah. things that sort of first made his career big back in the day. Yeah. Um, he's also in, before you get too far away from it, he's also mm-hmm. in the Get Smart movie with Stephen Carell. He plays. Yeah, I haven't he, watched that in forever. He plays the president. Oh, see, they should whatever he had in the show, he should have had in the movie. Well, but the fact that he was in the series now makes yeah. more sense that he's in the movie. There you go. He had one appearance left on his contract. We had <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. so do we, do we want to get the big one out of the way first? Then uh, the movie Scott's going to say it's a gangster movie. It, it, well, I'm going to say it's not. You know why I'm going to say it's not a gangster movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Scott, tell us why The Godfather is not a gangster movie. Well, technically, hang on. Technically, okay. I did not <laughs> say it wasn't a gangster movie. If you okay. go back to my words, I said he was not in a mafia movie. Oh, okay. And the reason I said that is because the word mafia does not appear in the movie The Godfather. Um, and 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 I've read the book. I've watched the movie. Of course, once again, he plays Sonny Corleone in The Godfather, nineteen seventy what nineteen seventy two. Mm-hmm. But he almost played uh, uh, Michael. He did not almost play Michael. I would yeah, not. If things now, went down differently, no, he would have played Michael. No, no. I know you know from the show, but I'm no, telling you historically. No, I, 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 he, the, the show did not tell me that. I knew okay. before that that he tested for. Uh, so he screen tested for the role of Michael, but he only screen tested for the role of Michael at the behest of the studio. That that all the powers that be, you know, Francis Ford Coppola and, and everything wanted uh, Al Pacino for it, but they were looking for others. I knew that before the offer because I'm a Godfather fan and I'm a nerd. Um, but yes, um, I don't think. He but, ever, you know, had had Pacino not been able to get out of other contractual obligations and they couldn't have had him, the studio would have made them use James Conn. That's true. Whether Coppola wanted to or not, it would yeah. have been James Conn. Yeah, if if they could not have gotten, like, he was the solid second choice. They would have gotten with anybody else but James Conn for Michael Corleone. You are completely correct about that and, and, and everything. But uh, anyway, but yeah, um, so uh, Sonny Corleone, you know, uh, James Conn and everything, uh, a wonderful performance, but if you look at that movie, like that movie, I, I know it's cliched for everybody to tout the praises of that movie, but it's cliched for a reason. That movie has so many praises to tout. Um, his performance is beautiful in that movie, just like the performance of everybody in that movie. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know what we can say about The Godfather and, and J- James Caan with that that has not already been said 8,000 times. I'll just say one thing. Um, in recently rewatching the Godfather trilogy, um, I will say this: the presence of James Khan is not truly appreciated until he's gone. Uh, he is so fantastic in Godfather Part One. We don't see him in Godfather Part Two because uh, spoiler, his character is dead, uh, and then he's not in Godfather Part Three at all. And it is clear by the time we get to part three that they really, really miss and need Sonny uh, yes. because he is such an important, crucial member to the story. 
Uh, he is such a great foil for Michael to play off of. We literally bent over backwards to get some kind of, oh, bastard kid of Sonny, uh, be the new Sonny for us uh, by the time we get to part three. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that in, in and of itself says a lot about a performance uh, that he so perfectly encapsulated this, this, because uh, Sonny is coming into the movie, the heir apparent to the family, the familia. But uh, everyone who knows, knows there's no way we can put him in charge. He's way too hot-tempered. He's got a hair trigger. It would be disastrous to put him in charge. Yeah. It's it's that, him being that way is what shifts eyes to Michael. Yeah. Um, uh, even though Michael's never supposed to, it's, well, you know, Michael's not the obvious choice, but that's why he's the best choice. And it's it's that act that you you miss having a person, that, that character, for Michael to bounce off of. Uh, because it, it it so much of of why Michael is the obvious choice is because you look at those two characters and those two actors playing those two characters and it's like oh well I see you know in one sequence I see oh well yeah this has got to be why we can't put the charge it's it's and again that energy is is I feel sorely missing in the movies going forward uh, and and I, I'm not saying they should have kept him alive because um, that's that's how Puzo wrote the book and that's how we wrote the screenplay and that, that that's fine. I'm not saying they should change it, but I'm saying his presence, that character's presence and him embodying that character is huge. Oh, uh, and you don't fully realize how important he is till he's not there anymore and you go, wow, we really could use Sonny. Yeah. I, um, uh, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> uh yeah, the first time I saw James Conn was not in um, The Godfather. Jay, what was the first thing you saw Jimmy Conn in? I'm only going to call him Jimmy Conn from now on. Uh, so I'm going to throw three names at you. Okay. Okay. Do we, do we one, of them, one of them, obviously, James Conn. Okay. The second, Sarah Jessica Parker. The third, can I guess it? Uh, yes. Is this Mickey Blue Eyes? No. Oh, okay. Swing and a miss. I'll shut up now. <laughs> the the third actor I'm going to name is the one, the only, the incomparable Nick Cage. Okay, you stumped me. No. What are you talking about? I got nothing. Honeymoon in Vegas. Uh... Now, for those listeners who may be unfamiliar with this cinematic masterpiece, <laughs> uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Nick Cage are engaged to be wed, and they decide to elope to Las Vegas. Uh, James Kahn plays an uber-rich, high-stakes gambler who... Uh, sees Sarah Jessica Parker and it reminds him of his dead wife and he tries to scheme a plot to get her to be with him and so he invites Nick Cage to a high stakes poker game and Nick Cage ends up losing $65,000 so uh, James Conn offers a million dollars to spend uh, the weekend with his fiance and shenanigans happen. And there is a spoiler alert. There's a scene where Nick Cage jumps out of an airplane with the flying Elvises. Uh, 
<clears throat> so it's a bunch of parachuters dressed in Elvis suits that light up uh, and land on the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah, think indecent proposal if it was a comedy. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I've not seen that one. Oh God! Yeah, that's the first time I ever saw James Caan in a movie. I remember that uh, the the skydiving Elvis is Jay. Yeah, as soon as yeah. you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I have seen that movie. Yeah. But what's crazy is that there are some big names in this movie, other than those three. Um, Pat Morita is in it. Uh, Peter Boyle is in it. Um, uh, the guy, well, he's not a big name, but I think he's the guy who plays, um, uh, Mr. Miyagi's like friend in Karate Kid 2, the one that like owns everything that he fights. <sighs> what is his name? Yeah, it is his, him from the Karate Kid 2. Yes, his rival okay. from the Karate Kid 2 is in it as well. So it's funny that Mr. Miyagi and his rival are both in that movie, but, uh, and Bancroft. Yes. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a crazy movie. The only reason that I ever ben watched Stein, it, apparently, uh, the only reason I ever watched it was because it was in my parents collection. And John, you remember my parents collection, the giant book yes. case of, random movies and i would just put in a movie every once in a while and watch it because i hadn't watched it yet until i got through like the entire bookcase so which is how jay started his alien saga with alien 3 yes wow. <laughs> why it would you on, start it was on the it was on the shelf but did they it was did on they, the shelf okay so did did they own alien and aliens Nope, but they owned Alien 3. But they owned Alien 3. Okay. Don't ask, I love that. Don't ask that's, questions. I don't understand it either. That's such a dad thing, and I love it. <laughs> well, it's out. I haven't seen it yet. We'll buy it. You had the other two. Ah. That, that was, that. that's my, that's, that's Lester in a nutshell right yep. there. <laughs> oh, it's on sale. Lester, we haven't seen the other two. It doesn't matter. We'll buy it. It'll be, anyway. It'll be on sale eventually. So, so looking at James Caan here, you know, I've seen him in different things. And and Godfather, while I love The Godfather, I don't consider it a James Caan movie. So it is not my favorite James Caan movie. That's fair. Even, even though one of my favorite James Caan movies is also not a James Caan movie. Okay. I, I, say, one, I say one of because I have a couple. And no, it's not Elf. Um, but there's a couple of things here that he's in that I did not know he was in. First of all, did you know he's in 1941? I did, yeah, I saw that too. It's on his IMDb like, page. He's, he, he's he's sailor in in fight, uncredited, uncredited, yeah. Like, and this is coming off of the heels of The Godfather, which is an Academy Award winning uh, award winning film. Like this right here, the fact that you know, like in 1972, he does Sonny Corleone as The Godfather, and then he does several other starring roles and stuff, you know, including Silent Movie, which is you know. Um, uh, a Mel Brooks, you know, film uh, and everything. And then he goes into 1941 sailor in fight uncredited should tell you something about the man's character as an actor. Sometimes uh, you take an uncredited bit role just so you can work with Spielberg. So maybe it'll lead something down the road. 
it's possible, yeah. That's also, why James Kahn, sorry, Jimmy Kahn has had such a long, fruitful career. Sometimes you do one because it might lead to something later on. Yeah. Well, he's so, also in he's also in Dick Tracy. Yep. Is Spaldoni? I'd have to watch that movie again. I think he's Dick only Tracy. in one scene. Yeah, I don't know. Once again, that was like, here's the thing with Dick Tracy. If <laughs> if you knew uh uh, uh damn it, I can think of it. uh Dick Tracy. Uh fuck what's his Warren name? Warren Beatty. If you knew Warren Beatty in nineteen ninety, you're in Dick Tracy somewhere. <laughs> uh yeah. but Scott. Yeah. Completely forgot he's in that movie. Anyway. I just want to interject for one second. Yes. You say, okay, he was in The Godfather in nineteen seventy two. And coming off of that, you know, he does a movie like nineteen forty one. In 1975, he did the movie Rollerball. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> like, Once again, he goes well, he goes from Godfather to Godfather 2 in 1974, which he's not actually in, but 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 he's he, he his voice is on screen, and I think it's a I, I think it's a deleted scene. It's it's deleted audio from the first one because I don't think they brought him back. But his voice is on screen in Godfather 2. But yeah, then he goes into Rollerball. Rollerball. <laughs> What's wrong with Rollerball? It's, awesome. it's the best future sport dystopian movie I've ever seen. Rollerball. I've only seen that in the remake of Rollerball, and the original is much better. <laughs> I don't know how many future dystopian, sorry, dystopian future sport movies have been made because I think Rollerball kind of capped it off. You know, see what happened is they listened when people said, "Man, Rollerball is the best dystopian future sport movie ever made." Just don't make it anymore. And Hollywood's like, "Oh, okay." You, you, you know what, though, Scott? Let's like, and, and I love James Caan, and I love the fact that he's so he was so willing to go back and forth on these movies. Oh, yeah. Because let's look, let's look at 1988. In 1988, stop, 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 stars stop, in a stop, movie. Uh oh, stop. Oh. No, 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 because this is one of my favorite. He's about yep. ready to say one of my favorite James Bond yep. movies. Yep. Is it? I've never we, seen it. We, we were saving this one. Really? Okay. Hang yeah. on. No, we don't have to save this one. Go ahead, Jay. Jay, continue. Okay. Uh, You've never seen this? By God, Alien I want to with the Frozen Trail. Alien Nation. How could you have never seen Alien Nation? I don't know. Okay. I've never seen it. So, hold on. Hold on. For anyone who finds themselves in the same spot as Jay, it's Okay. Imagine, in 1988, the height of the buddy cop comedy. We decide to make a buddy cop action comedy movie that's also sci-fi. Yeah. It's not just oil and water. It's not just one's yeah. neat and yeah. one's messy. Yeah. And who, how yeah. One's a human, one's an alien. Well, so, first of all, yes, you're not wrong. But you have James Caan playing opposite Manny Potemkin. Inigo Montoya, if you don't recognize the name. I mean, by God, it's awesome. And it leads to one of the greatest scenes. So so, so this movie is, is very late 80s, okay? And the follow-up TV series, which I love, is, is very 90s, okay? But I love it. It, it. They're both great. I own them both. I own the movie, and I own the whole series. And they're great. Um, but it leads to one of the things. So... So basically the premise of Alienation, Jay, since you haven't seen it because you were woefully uneducated in your sci-fi. It wasn't on his parents' VHS shelf. Uh, he's getting a copy now. Or I don't care what I have to do between now and then. He's getting a copy. Uh, anyway, um, 
so basically you have this spaceship this huge spaceship think think spaceship you know a la independence day id4 right think think district nine yeah district nine anyway but uh, but long before then uh and and basically it lands and you have all these alien this 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 alien slave race it's it's basically a transport ship of alien slaves that 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 wash ashore on earth they're stranded here for whatever reason they can't get back home and they are eventually after they're they're quarantined for for uh, a couple of years and 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 the people to determine that yes they're aliens but they're not going to bring any new diseases in we've got them quarantined and vaccinated and all that good stuff they are released into the gen, gen the, the general populace of los angeles okay 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 and so um uh so fast forward it's a cop show uh so um james Kahn plays matthew sykes who is a la uh, county detective whose partner is killed okay uh, at the beginning of the film and then later on he finds himself actually he volunteers to be partnered up with the newcomers that's what they're called they're called the newcomers he's he volunteers to be the partner with the first newcomer playing clothes detective and there's a lot of racism with the newcomers they're called slags they're 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 looked down upon they are you know they're they're just you know they're they're the trash they're trash um and everything and so and he's basically looking into his partner's death and it ties back in and anyway so when the newcomers come are integrated into society they pick a an, an earth name like an american earth name right okay kind of kind of like it's it's actually it's reminiscent of if you go back to uh, the Godfather thing, the Godfather Part Two specifically, when you see, you know, uh, Vito Andalini is at, at at Ellis Island, and the guy looks at his name, and he comes from the town of Corleone, and so he just writes his name down as Vito Corleone, right? So all of the immigrants at the turn of the century in the United States, they were just given whatever names they could because they're just trying to get names out, right? Right. So the, so the newcomers, because it's very hard for us to pronounce their names in their native language. They all took on, they, they, they were assigned or they took on, you know, human sounding names. Okay. And, you know, the, the, the names, literally, they just started handing out names at some point. So anyway, so when, when James Kahn is partnered with Mandy Potemkin's character, right? Detective Francisco. Yeah. Detective Francisco. So, so his name in the series and you know, his name in this in, in in the movie is George Francisco. That's his name, George Francisco. Okay, cool, not a problem. So when he's partnered with him in the movie, they're going out to the car, you know, to 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 go out for the first time. They've met each other. They're going out, uh, and James Con asked Mandy Patinkin. He's like, "Oh, uh, by the way, what's uh, what, what's your first name? Yeah, who are you? We're gonna be partners. I need to know what, what's going on." Uh, and he goes, "Oh, uh, it's Sam." And, and he stops, like he's like, wait, but um, um, hang on. Literally wait. slams the brakes yeah, on the car. Yeah. Stop. Like, wait, 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 no, 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 hang on, wait, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm not introducing you to anybody as Sam Francisco. No, that, that, that's not happening. Um, I'm, I'm gonna call you George. Okay, George. Your new, your new name is George, and that's how the character gets his name in the series, in the movie, in the series, and everything. And it's that beautiful James Con delivery, that that kind of half stutter that he does 
Yeah. James Caan is the epitome of the 80s, been there, done that, hard-boiled detective. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and he plays that role beautifully. Yeah, you come to find out the, the only reason he wants to work with Sam uh, is because he thinks a newcomer had something to do with the death of his partner, and he wants to yeah. use Sam for information. Yeah, um, it's one of those I don't want to be friends with you. I'm just using you. Damn it, I like you so much. We become yeah. buddies. Yeah. Um, and it is it's it's a good story too. It's it's again it's one of those sci-fi metaphors where if you know anything at all about the culture of the late 80s early 90s you understand what they're talking about yeah. like it's very thinly veiled like oh the newcomers we're not talking about race relations in la in the 80s no no oh this uh, drug that the newcomers use oh we're definitely not talking about crack nope we're definitely talking about this blue dope stuff yeah this is what we're talking about uh, yeah it's very thinly <laughs> veiled uh but when but you're a young good. kid you think you're smart because you pick up on it. Uh, but, okay. Yes. All yes. that aside, I yes. apologize for not having seen it. Okay? okay. Well, you should. But my point is this. He went from a movie like that, and no matter how much you love it, that's fine, I, and how great it might be, that's okay. He went from a movie like that to two years later doing the movie Misery. Hey, Misery is a great movie, too. That's I, that's but yeah, so you're he's missing not saying he's, he's just saying range. <laughs> yeah, yeah, range. Yeah, they're widely different. Yeah. Yes. Like, like you're going and, and, from you're going yeah. from what you guys described yourselves as buddy cop sci-fi comedy yep. sort of thing to misery, which by the you can just describe with that title, and if you don't know what it's about or what it is, like yeah. watch it. Um well, but and, to, like in the interim, he goes through. He goes through Dick Tracy to get yes. <laughs> he has Dick Tracy and Misery in the same year. Like, ugh. yeah, talk about two actors with range. Him and Ray Liotta. Oh God, I love James Con. Do, do you want to talk in, about Misery at all? Uh well, I was going to jump to another one. Like he's in a sports movie, The Program. Oh uh, yeah, and. Well, well, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, The Godfather. I love The Godfather, obviously. So, but, but um, when I like another one of my movies, and this is something that he doesn't get remembered for a lot, um, is one of my favorite movies with James Con, not starring James Con, but with him, is uh, El Dorado, because a lot of people don't re- remember he was in a lot of westerns. And he was in a western with um, uh, John Wayne. John Wayne in El Dorado, and it was it was great. He played he played Mississippi. It was a young it was a young thing for him. He was a gambler. Uh, he he I think he wielded like a double barreled sawed off shotgun and and stuff. And um, yeah, it was uh, uh, I, it's one of my favorites. I love El Dorado because he did quite a few westerns. Uh, Megan did say that if we did an episode on James Con. <laughs> and nobody brought up El Dorado, she would be highly disappointed. So she can rest assured. She uh, let her know she has great taste. <clears throat> no matter who she married, she has great taste in movies. Oh, harsh. Oh. I have good taste in movies. Haven't seen Alien Nation. I'm sorry that I you know what seen you know what Jay. No, that's 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 on me. Jay. Random that's... James Con movie from the 1980s. Now you're gonna tell me you haven't actually seen Rollerball from 75. 
I haven't actually. Oh, Jay, it's the best dystopian futuristic source movie ever made. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't, I don't know why they didn't make, yeah, I know why they didn't make more of them. No one can top it. Uh, do you, you know, what I do, I, Scott, did you have anything else you wanted to add about? About, oh, I don't know. I was just, I, I didn't know if you had more to add. I was just going to, because I was going to go into another movie that I love, James Conn. Do it. Go to it. Uh, John might remember this one. Uh, it stars a major action star from the 1980s. And James Caan is his sort of uh, boss slash um, friend. Mentor? Mentor, I guess uh-huh. you could say. Does Robert he have Dennis. a sudden... X2 reveal as being the villain? It it might be a sudden act. Are there quips when someone shoots an alligator about your lunch? There might be catch a flight as he's falling through the air out of an airplane. Yes, there there may also be some of the coolest weapons I've ever seen on screen that serve no purpose whatsoever. But are just railgun? Uh, it may also include one of the coolest scenes with like I've seen with like an airplane. <laughs> in it. Uh, yeah, John, I think we're th- thinking of the same thing. Are you talking about? Uh, and oh, oh, Mickey oh, Blue that... Eyes. Is this where we talk about? Uh, yes, yes, nope. Mickey Blue Eyes. Yep, yes, yep. Mickey Blue Eyes. <laughs> uh, that movie is Eraser. Yeah. So. Eraser is about, I guess he's an it's agent. Jimmy Kahn versus Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's all yes. you need to know. Wow. You probably need to know a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Kahn heads a a branch of yeah. the FBI US or Service. something. Or, U.S. Marshals. Yeah, where their sole task is witness protection. So they set up fake deaths and make it look like the people are dead and they erase them hence the name eraser and uh, arnold schwarzenegger is like one of the best at doing this Mm -hmm. of course he is but jimmy khan taught him everything he knows yes and uh turns out that uh james khan is the bad guy and he's been selling weapons to a french guy (laughs) i think he's french Right. Well, he's in on a company that's been selling weapons under the table. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, the the railgun, which has a crazy scope on it. Don't ask how it works. Yeah. It's an X-ray. It's a long distance X-ray vision scope that also somehow is a green spotlight. Don't don't question it. Huh? Yes, it is a green spotlight, and it we're gonna shoots... we're gonna marvel over how awesome the real gun is, but we're never gonna talk about this scope that can selectively see through stuff. Like I can see through the wall, and I can see through your skin, but how do I know to stop at that point to not see through you? It's a whole thing we're not gonna get into today, right? And we're also not gonna really talk about how it uses electromagnets to propel the projectile at like higher than supersonic yeah. speeds it's it's literally a miniaturized railgun yep so <laughs> apparently sylvester stallone turned down this script to star in copland yep. oh 
I was just I was just looking at the behind the scenes, and I'm like, wow, that's a that's a great circle around there, isn't it? There were he actually, there was something else he turned down around the same time for the same reason was to to do Copland. Uh, so I was looking up Copland info earlier, and then it came back to Eraser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't think Eraser would be the same without Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Uh, maybe, maybe Jean Claude Van Damme. No, shut uh, up. No, uh, uh, but uh, James Gunn is great in this role because uh, he's one of those actors where, and again, we talk about range, but like when he shows up and he's the mentor character, you can go, oh, okay, I, he's he's the mentor, right? I get it. Like you can see him in that role, and then spoiler. Uh, in Act Two, when we had that twist of "Oh, he's really the bad guy," he's the kind of actor who has enough range and gravitas that you can be like, "Oh, okay, he's the bad guy now." Okay, like you don't see that he's he's not one of those guys that like you expect the 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 twist to come that oh it's it's so and so he's got to be the bad guy like you can associate that like you could see him playing either role in this movie. So when he does turn, it's I wouldn't say it's shocking. But it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's more interesting. Yeah, let's do that. Like, he can carry both. Uh, also, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I was gonna say this also has one of the most the doc moments in it. Um, there, there's a few in in cinema out there where you're like, yes, the doc would do that. Uh, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger breaking through the floor of a building and dual wielding railguns. Yep, because you, you remember, only you remember that scene? Could, I do. Yeah. He takes out a truck. Only Arnold could break through the floorboards of a warehouse and dual wield these amazing railguns. Now, don't forget the opening everything. of the scene when, when Schwarzenegger goes full on ninja. Uh, when he's got to get that couple out from the. Because again, it's James Conn. The mob's in there somewhere. Uh, there's a mob oh. mafia subplot. Uh, yes, where he's got to. The opening is he's got to save his his current uh, witness client people because the the mob found him. Uh, but he he goes into their house to save him. And he goes in full on ninja mode. Yeah, like I don't mean like sneaky. I mean like full on canon films, nineteen eighties ninja. Like just does magical shit because he's a ninja kind of stuff. Uh, ninja with uh, uh, clear surgical gloves, <laughs> all black, and then it's like clear surgical. Doesn't he and like doesn't he get hair and teeth from like some deceased people or something? He and like flat out raided the morgue for people who look like his clients to leave bodies there. Yeah. 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 Uh, he's intense, man. He takes his work seriously, man. What a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Morgues he had to go through to find someone who looked like his clients. Uh my but, favorite yeah. thing is the big circle around of then getting the mob informant to help him kill James Conn. Yes, by going back to the mob he betrayed to ask him for help. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, I love it. Yeah. Eraser, I, great movie. Jimmy Kahn fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I have not seen this movie since it was in theaters. Uh, the only thing I remember was at the the, the end of the, the movie when the car blows up because you have the whole twist that apparently he's still alive and doing his job, and he goes, you've just been erased. I just annoying. Shit. That's a great. Come on, that's his. He's the eraser. That's his catch line. Uh huh. Sure. Because you can't have a catch line. Around 90s. 
You can't be an action star in the nineties and not have a catchphrase. You gotta have a catchphrase. That's why that's why Jean-Claude Van Damme didn't take off what's his catchphrase. Doesn't have one. Huh. Doing the splits, not a catchphrase, sir. <laughs> um Scott, did you want to talk about your actual favorite James Conn movie? Elf. Hey, Elf is a great movie. Once again, I don't think it's a James Conn movie. You know, it's, it's definitely a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, but it's got a cast. It does have a great cast. It has a wonderful cast. It's a wonderful movie. James Conn plays a wonderful role in it, although I think he's a little relegated to the back end of it. But yeah. Well, it's like, I, I feel like when they were casting Elf, they are like, okay, who like if you're looking at a color wheel, what's on the opposite color, <laughs> the other side of a color wheel of like yep. red? Yep. And they're like, what's on the opposite side of the acting wheel of Will Ferrell? Well, uh, of, James Conn. Of the character of Elf. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we need the, str- the most straight-laced, serious person we can get. Can we get James Conn? Maybe. I don't think it was a maybe. I think it was straight up, yes. Yes, we can. Because, again, if you look at his IMDb page, it seems like there's nothing he wouldn't do. But unlike uh, Nick Cage, who also there's nothing he won't do, um, James Conn has a little bit of taste and brings a little bit more acting to the table. Well, James Conn never had to do movies taken out of tax problems. So, you know, <clears throat> he can be a little. James Conn never did an Uwe Boll movie. That's all I'm saying. Here's a question. Were uh-huh. James Conn and Ray Liotta ever in a movie together? Huh. Not that I'm aware of, but God, they've been enough. Now I'm curious. Probably going to be some, like, no-name, low-budget movie about a, an ice princess. I don't know. I don't know. No, it wasn't I, Frozen. <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Uh, also, that's why I was giggling earlier. Scott said something about being part of your world, and my mind immediately went to The Little Mermaid. So, because that's just who I am. Wow, really? All right. Wow. What? I, I, what else? What do you want from me, Scott? Do you want me to lie? Yes. To- yes, I do. Okay, um, I am a thin, good-looking man. I that... said lie, not go straight out fantasy. <laughs> uh, this that's fair. That's fair. Oh, uh, you know what? There really needs to be. I know we've got the IMDb, and the IMDb is a wonderful, wonderful tool and resource. But we really need some sort of a searchable database that we can cross-reference actors to see if they've ever been in anything together. We I think need... you can if you pay for Pro, <clears throat> but uh, and I don't think they were ever in a movie together. Uh, That's Google. Too bad. Google does not bring anything up. So. Yeah, same here. Either A, That's... they haven't been. Or collectively, our Google Foo is not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was looking through IMDb for James Caan, and he was in the movie Bulletproof with uh, Damon Wayans oh, and Adam God. Sandler. I forgot about really? that. <laughs> Holy shit. 
What is it with this man? Uh, yeah, he's a bad guy on that too, isn't he? I think. <clears throat> like he, he is more of a roller coaster of actor than probably a lot of them out there. <laughs> yeah, this sounds fun. I'll do that. Oh, that sounds nice. I'll do that. Like he's in a bridge too far. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the the like, oh, everything. Oh, that's the same guy from A Bridge Too Far. Okay, he's in this Adam Sandler Damon Wayans movie. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's too good. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, as an actor, isn't that what you want to hear people say about your career? Wow, what range? Uh, I think honestly, both of these uh, James Con- Jimmy Con, sorry Jimmy Con, Jimmy and Con. Ray Liotta, uh, both had tremendous range as actors, and and their IMDb pages speak to that, uh, and their legacy I hope would speak to that, and, and it you know, <clears throat> especially if you look at James Con and, and how there's probably an entire generation that only knows him as the dad and elf, you know, as, as much as that may hurt the hearts of some of those older fans. That's part of the business uh, is is keeping yourself relevant and fresh, and and they both did that, man. Um, these guys were you know in pretty much every genre you can think of at some point, uh, and and uh, you know, uh, film is forever, so that legacy will live. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, again, I'm just scrolling through as I happen to be. He was in a movie called Undercover Grandpa. Oh no. No, you, you want to hear one of the most obscure ones that I, that I saw on his IMDb that I want to watch now, um, which, which which just kills me. Um, I, I'm trying to find it. I remember the title. I'm just trying to find where it came in at. But it was The Sicilian Vampire. Oh, God. And like I said, I'm trying to find It's a regular it. vampire with uh, uh, more garlic. Well, I, now, is it a regular vampire or is it Sonny Corleone? Come back it's a regular as vampire with the undead. It's Sonny Corleone as a vampire. I know. You put some extra, uh, put some extra really thin onions on there. You put some, uh, <laughs> some capicola, a little bit of salami, um, <laughs> lots of garlic, and that's that's a, a Sicilian vampire. I, I just I just want to read this synopsis for you. All right, you ready? All right. When the girl he likes goes missing. Jake enlists the help of his grandpa and grandpa's formal, former special ops buddies. Okay. Uh, Louis, Ga- Louis Gossett Jr. is in this movie as well. Nice. Um, there was a scene in the in the trailer where there's a guy in scuba gear with a walker underwater. Uh, I'm <sighs> I don't. I I have to see this. Well, um, Paul Sorvino is in this movie as well. <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul Sorvino. I I feel like I need to see this now, just to say that I've seen it. Okay, so so looking at Sicilian Vampire. Uh, yeah, I I'm, found I'm, it too. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little less enthusiastic now because James Caan plays Professor Bernard Isaacs, so apparently he does not play like the titular character. But 
the uh, uh, the the, uh, the 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 synopsis here, the blurb is equal parts Goodfellas and From Dusk Till Dawn. Reputed mobster Sonny Traficante was hoping to get away to the family hunting lodge for a little rest and relaxation, relaxation, and create some memories. Instead, he what he got was a night he will never forget. So the fact that that he does not play Sonny Traficante uh, really upsets me. I like that name, Traficante. <laughs> and in fact, if you look on the top cast, like Frank D'Angelo, who plays Sonny Traficante, is like one, two, three, four, five, sixth build, uh, and and his IMDb doesn't even have a headshot. Uh, yes, but with you know big names like Daniel Baldwin and Armand Asante, well, how Armand can you Asante, go wrong? You know, no, uh, Robert Davi. You know, uh, who played one of the, you know, one of the brothers in, um, uh, 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 shit, uh, Goonies. You know, he played, played, you know, one of them, uh, plays Big Sal, the Don. Yes, yes. You know, like, I want to see this movie, but some of my... Daryl Hannah is in this. Yes, as, as Carmelina Traficante, as, as Sonny's girlfriend, wife. Possibly sister, I don't know because they have. You know what? Maybe, maybe when you guys come visit, we will just have a John, James Con not good movie night. No, no, we can't do that because if we're having a James Con movie night and you've never seen Alien Nation, we've got to watch Alien Nation, and that's that's fine. I'm that's just definitely saying we, not not a good movie. It, I'm just saying though, we can we can throw in. Some of these other movies that um, none of us have ever heard of. (laughs) (laughs) And have a good old time. It'll be a great, great time. I am completely fine with it. You're what? I am jiggy with it. Thank you. Oh, God. He did two Adam Sandler movies? (laughs) Oh, James. <laughs> He's in That's My Boy as well. So funny. <laughs> Love it. Good old, good old Jimmy Khan, as John puts it. Oh, well. It is what it is. <sighs> yes. All right, then. Um uh... <laughs> Tried to end the show on a nice note, but no. No. Sicilian fucking vampire. <clears throat> so, yep. with that being said, uh, to both these actors, we just want to say thank you for your fine body of work and all the memories you'll leave us, uh, whether that be Goodfellas, Godfather, Alienation, the Sicilian vampire, <laughs> uh, uh, No Escape, Copland, what have it. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, and with that, we're going to sign off. Uh, this has been your weekly nerd alert.